welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often rather bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon, and while she is in great pain tonight and will not be joining us, it might actually be better for her that she's not going to join us tonight, given the nature of the news of this past week, including uh, the tragedy that occurred in Baton Rouge, Louisiana today with the deaths of at least three innocent police officers, which we will get to uh, momentarily. Uh, I often discuss these issues that continue to arise in our bizarro world in which we now live in the context that we have left the gravitational pull of the rational earth. And uh, the news this week, I think, clearly proves that in many, many ways. And hopefully over the next uh, almost three hours, we'll get to as many of the truths that the news media is refusing to tell you based upon the news of the week. And there are so many, I doubt we'll be able to get to all of them in the time allotted. But I'll do my best. If you've never heard this program before, the John and Leah Show website is www.freespeechbroadcasting. Dot com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. We are heard on 23 different radio stations throughout this formerly great nation of ours. And I unfortunately have very rarely ever felt more comfortable referring to the United States of America as this formerly great nation uh, based upon the news of not just this week, but really this entire year. This, this year has, now it's only July uh, and we still have a presidential election to play out. I can't ever remember in my lifetime. I was born in 1967. I don't remember 1968. They say that was maybe worse. But in my lifetime, I can't remember a a year with more horrendous stories. Obviously, 2001 had 9/11, but but that was you know basically one horrendous day. I can't remember a, a year with with so many just horrific stories that rip your guts out. And it happened again today when three innocent police officers were killed, at least three, by the way. It seems likely that that number will go up to four. Several others were injured when they responded to a 911 call in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And apparently it turned out to be an ambush. Now, of course, Baton Rouge was the site of a police shooting. I guess it was about two weeks ago now, that the Black Lives Matter people and the news media told us instantaneously was totally wrong. And I'll acknowledge that the video of it looks terrible, but there's no need to rush to a judgment based upon a partial video, especially given the fact that in the past we've seen many of these circumstances not turn out to be what we were told by Black Lives Matter, and their spokespeople in the mainstream liberal news media. But that episode was then followed by an event in Minnesota, which I find to be even more suspect with regard to the media's and Black Lives Matter's narrative that somehow a black man was just shot in a car with his girlfriend and a, and a young child just there uh, for no reason whatsoever. 
I actually appeared on uh, CNN Headline News to discuss that particular subject and why I believe strongly that the news media has bought into a false narrative there. We'll get to that during this edition of the John and Leah Show. But those two events were used by the news media and by Black Lives Matter, and it's difficult sometimes to tell those two groups apart. Basically, the news media is the the spokespeople for Black Lives Matter because they're afraid. The news media is terrified. They're terrified of being seen as racist and therefore could possibly lose their gigs. That's the most important things in their lives. Their gig is everything. Protecting the gig is what it's all about in all levels of the news media. The truth is irrelevant. It's about protecting your precious job. And it's also racist as hell because somehow the premise seems to be that black people can't deal with the truth. That's real racism, by the way, folks. Not the fake variety that the news media tries to sell us all the time that the police in this country are somehow inherently racist against black men. Not black women, by the way. Just black men. Just young black men, for some reason. It's weird. Weird how that works. Police are never killing old black men or young black women, for that matter. I don't know why. This seems to be racist against young black men. It's just very odd. Very strange how that works. But I digress. So we had Baton Rouge... And then Minnesota, and that's all you need for a media narrative. Now, it used to be you needed three. Remember those days? Those were the days when we had uh, attention spans that were longer than 15 seconds. So in order to get a trend, you needed three. Now, if the news media wants it to be a trend, all you need is two. If they don't want it to be a trend, you could have 22. It doesn't matter. That doesn't count. So you got two questionable, theoretically questionable, police shootings of young black men. Even though Ferguson turned out to be total bullcrap, even though it looks like the death of Freddie Gray, although that wasn't a shooting in Baltimore, it looks like uh, that narrative was bullcrap. They can't get a conviction in that case. Even though we've seen these things fall apart in the past, no, 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 we're told this was real and that uh, clearly black men are being targeted by police. That then directly led to the massacre in Dallas just over a week ago. That uh, resulted in the deaths of at least uh, five Dallas police officers, innocent police officers, injured numerous others. That was done by a black man, shockingly. A black man who um, said he did it because he wanted to target white people. Ex-military guy. But we were told he was insane. He's nuts. Had nothing to do really with race. And um, our president uh, at the memorial service for the Dallas policeman actually said, you know, this is... This is a gun issue. You know, it's easier to get a a gun for a kid in this country than it is to get a book. That's what our president said at a memorial service for dead, innocent police officers. He actually said that it was easier for kids to get a gun than a book. And the media just, oh, yeah, wow, boy, that is just, that's something else right there. Holy cow, wow, I had no idea that was the fact. Well, of course, it's not the fact. It's not the truth, but it doesn't matter. The president is just desperately trying to create his own narrative. Now, I am a pessimist, as you know, if you ever listen to this program, by nature. But even I, I thought that if there was some tiny silver lining in the black cloud that was the Dallas massacre of innocent police officers, I thought 
because I guess I'm still naive, as cynical as I've become in this day and age. I thought, you know what? At the very least, there's going to be a backlash here. There's going to be such a backlash against the horrendous nature of this crime that the black community is going to come together and they're going to embrace police throughout the country. And at the very least, in the short run, we're going to see an end to these incidents of violence against police. And by the way, even though you've only heard about Dallas and now Baton Rouge today, there have been numerous other episodes that have not resulted in multiple deaths that certainly fit this pattern, but the news media hasn't really told you about those because it needs to get to a certain threshold of death and it has to be you know, in a large enough media market. There has to be video for the news media to even be remotely interested, especially when it doesn't fit their agenda or their narrative. But I was wrong. I was obviously wrong because it appears that um, not only did Dallas not cause a backlash, and I wrote a column for Mediate, which you can check out at freespeechbroadcasting.com. I wrote several interesting columns for them this week, many of them on race, many of them very prescient about what might have led to something like Baton Rouge before Baton Rouge ever even happened. So I urge you to check those out at freespeechbroadcasting.com. But I wrote a column, which I think we referred to on last week's program, about how it is that the news media is just ignoring the praise and support that the Dallas killer, Micah Johnson, got mostly from black people, but also a lot of liberal whites on social media. Just blatant support. No condemnation at all. Well, gee, what a shock that a week later, when after Micah Johnson was being praised for killing police, we now have another police massacre. And we'll talk about what we know about that and how the news media is trying desperately, desperately to pretend what we know is not actually true. They're not giving you the truth about all this, but you'll hear it right here on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. Not much joy on the John and Leah Show tonight. Leah Brandon is on injured reserve with a bad reaction to surgery. Hopefully she'll be back next week. And the news this week is even more horrendous than it normally is. And it has been horrific in 2016. In the wake of the Dallas massacre, we now have a very similar set of circumstances in Baton Rouge with at least three dead, innocent police officers, including, by the way, one black police officer, a black man with a four-month-old child. How the hell do you make any sense of that? Regardless of your views on race or anything else, how do you make any sense of a fake 911 call that results in an ambush of police in the wake of Dallas, in the wake of this media narrative created about Baton Rouge and Minnesota, which, of course, rebirths a fake false narrative that was created in Ferguson, Missouri, that turned out to be fake, false, a lie, hands up, don't shoot. So we have... 
the news that at least three police officers are dead, very likely going to be at least four, looks like. And I think any rational person heard Baton Rouge and a 911 ambush and dead police officers having been targeted. I think that most people probably looked at that set of facts and immediately thought about the perpetrator. Boy, I, I bet this person's Jewish. No, I don't think anybody thought that. I don't think there's American alive who thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess a white Jew did this. It's never a white Jew. Never. It's weird how that works. Never. By the way, hardly ever an Asian either. Just weird. Weird how that how that all works out. No, no, I think anybody uh, with half a brain would have thought, oh, dear, this has got to be a black guy. It's got to be a black guy who's pissed off at white people, who has had his brain brainwashed by the media and by Black Lives Matter groups into thinking that somehow the police are targeting on purpose black men for death. And inspired by the quote-unquote success of Dallas, he was going to go do the same thing in Baton Rouge. Well, sure enough, we found out that this guy's name is Gavin Long. He's from Kansas City, much like uh, Micah Johnson, former U.S. military, believe it or not. Just amazing. Amazing. I, I, I can't, can't even comprehend how it is that someone just out of the U.S. military on two different occasions within a week could uh, kill innocent police officers. But this is the, uh, the bizarro world we're now living in where we've left the, ra- the, the gravitational pull of the rational earth. And sure enough, Gavin Long is a black man, a young black man. By the way, it appears as if he was at least at one point a member of the Nation of Islam. By the way, he uh, left quite a footprint on social media, Twitter, and on YouTube with an, an incredible amount of obviously racist things that he has said, referring to white people as crackers. That's actually fairly mild. But it's very clear that he is a black racist against white people. Very obvious that his motivation here was to avenge whatever he must have been thinking, again, probably as a brainwashed person, that police officers are targeting black men. Of course, this ends up resulting in the death, as I've already mentioned, of at least one black police officer with a four-month-old child. That's, that's the insanity of this situation. So it fit exactly what the rational person's prediction would be as far as who this assailant is. Of course, that doesn't fit what the media wants you to think about these situations. And so when we come back, I want to talk about how the the news media has been bending over backwards to not tell you the truth about what's really going on here. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. My co-host, Leah Brandon, is out this week recovering from surgery. She'll be hopefully back next week. And obviously, uh, the news this week is particularly depressing, including what occurred today with at least uh, three innocent police officers, probably four, it looks like, already dead in an ambush attack that was perpetrated by a guy by the name of Gavin Long in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It could not be more clear. Could not be more clear. It's almost shockingly clear. Uh, Within just a a few short hours of the news of this breaking, Gavin Long's social footprint made it obvious what was really going on here. This guy is a young black man who is a black racist, a member of the Nation of Islam, a guy who hates white people, a guy who clearly had been brainwashed by radical, quote-unquote, civil rights groups. I use that term all too loosely. And by the news media, I'm sure, into believing that somehow black men are being targeted by police officers. He was obviously inspired by what happened in Dallas. That's not hyperbole or speculation, folks. There's a video on his YouTube account where he's in Dallas just after the attacks. By the way, how the heck do we know he wasn't in Dallas during the attacks? We just know he was there soon after. He lives in Kansas City, so just being in Dallas, it's you got to you have to try to be in Dallas when you live in Kansas City. And he praised on YouTube the Dallas killer, Micah Johnson, saying, quote, it's justice. You know what I'm saying? No, I I have no idea what the hell you're saying. I'm just glad you're dead. But I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. It's justice, you know, what I'm saying. That's what he talked about, Gavin Long, the Baton Rouge killer, in referencing what happened in Dallas. And, you know, I I spoke last week and I wrote a column, which you can find at freespeechbroadcasting.com, about the outpouring of support from Micah Johnson on social media. Mostly by blacks, but by some very liberal, nutty, that might be a, might, might be redundant, liberal, nutty, white liberals. And um, the column was about how this outpouring of support was not being condemned by the news media. And it was overwhelming. This was not sporadic. This was overwhelming. So overwhelming that someone saying on YouTube, it's justice, you know, what I'm saying, might in a rational world, have been rare enough to raise a red flag. You know, if you think about this in the context of is it, of Islamic terrorism, if we had a terrorist attack in this country, a 9-11-style attack, and someone went on YouTube and said that, you know, there's a, probably a pretty good chance, especially if they happen to be Muslim, that, that person would be, uh, be looked at a lot more closely by law enforcement. That would be impossible in this situation. Because there were thousands of people supporting what Johnson did in Dallas. So even if law enforcement had any inclination to quote-unquote profile somebody like that, it's just not humanly possible. 
there were far too many of them. And I blame, there's a lot of blame to go around, but I blame the news media for enabling this absurd view that somehow blacks are being targeted by police. I blame our president for enabling this insane belief. Obviously, the Black Lives Matter people, they exist by brainwashing people into believing this. So there's a lot of blame to go around here. But if you watch the news media, of course, the news media is never hesitant to rush to judgment at all when it fits their agenda, whether that's ratings or politics or some combination of the two. They rush to judgment all the time. If you recall, within hours of the Charleston massacre, the horrendous massacre of, of black people in the Charleston church last year, Within hours of that, we knew that the, the killer was white, that he obviously did it because of race. Made sense. I don't, I don't disagree with that. But we not only knew that he did it because of race, we knew because of one page, one photograph, not any, any written words, one photograph in his manifesto, a photograph of him with the Confederate flag. We knew, because the media told us, we knew that his motive was some sort of white supremacy, and obviously it was the Confederate flag that provoked him, triggered him into committing this atrocity, and that's why we must eliminate, after all this time, a piece of our nation's history. The Confederate flag is now inherently forever racist because of one photograph in a nut job's manifesto. But we knew. We knew because the media told us, and they're never wrong, right? We knew that was the motive. Interesting how it's much more difficult, much more difficult to figure out a motive here. We, the president said it was very difficult to discern for sure what the motive in Dallas was. And frankly, here in Baton Rouge, this one's even more obvious. The location tells us the footprint, the social media footprint of the perpetrator, Gavin Long, tells us it couldn't be more obvious. And... Whenever these types of things happen, I, I tend to turn in, tune into CNN. I don't normally watch CNN. But in breaking news, you know, they're still pretty decent. That's where they make their, their, their money. I mean, there, there's no question that people do tend to tune to CNN when there's breaking news. So I, I was watching CNN, and I was at least, you know, mildly surprised on the positive side that they were acknowledging some, not all, some of the profile of Gavin Long and that clearly this was a, a black man and that race may have been a motivator here. And then all of a sudden, of course, the, the panel always has, no matter what the circumstances are, whether it's, it doesn't matter. If, if there's black people involved in, in, in the shooting side or on the being shot side, most of the panelists are always liberal blacks. It's weird how that always works out. I mean, it, if if a white person kills blacks, we talk to liberal blacks. If a black person kills innocent white police police officers, we talk to liberal blacks because that's what the news media does. Because to do anything else would be against their agenda and it might be risky. Because you know, we don't want to risk our gigs. That's the most important thing here. And the easiest way to lose your gig is to be perceived as racist, even if you're just telling the truth. So I'm watching CNN and a uh, former. Democratic uh, legislator, obviously, ironically enough, from South Carolina, by the name of Bakari Sellers. He's now a CNN commentator, liberal Democrat. 
and again, it's important to point out, nothing dramatic was being said here. This was pretty mild stuff. Oh, we're just mentioning, oh, by the way, Gavin Long is black. Bakari Sellers jumps in and immediately wants to make sure, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not come to any hasty conclusions here. Let's not create a narrative here that uh, that are that black men are targeting the police. That would be uh, a rush to judgment and outrageous. Here's what that sounded like tonight on CNN. But I, I just have to push back slightly. We, we don't have a vicious, vicious cycle of black men shooting at police. I think that's very dangerous rhetoric. That is not what happened. What we have are two instances of tragedy in this country. We're still sorting out. One is very fresh. One happened last week. We know that was a very disturbed individual. But the narrative cannot be that we have a cycle of two of, of black men shooting at police because that, one, it, it ratchets, ratchets up the tension in this country to a place where it doesn't need to be. But two, it puts in danger more black men. So I think that I think, right, that, right. I think we, we have to be very cautious and about I, that. And I, and I don't want to just- yeah, let, let's be very cautious about that. Look, uh, I'm all for caution if that was the norm. I'm all for not rushing to judgment if that's what we did in all cases. But what happened to that when it came to the original Baton Rouge and Minnesota episodes to begin with? There was no caution there. That's what caused all this, folks. A massive rush to judgment that was that created a firestorm where the news media blew not just oxygen on it, threw gasoline on the fire, and obviously convinced this nut job in Dallas that this was time to do something that he had been planning to do, apparently for quite a while, which is to take out innocent white police officers. And then this guy decided to duplicate that. I mean, again, the guy was in Dallas. Gavin Long was. His own YouTube channel proves that. I didn't happen to hear CNN refer to that. They may have. I didn't watch it for all that long, although it was interesting, very interesting. How much CNN's coverage changed after Bakari Sellers made that statement? I'm not suggesting this was the sole reason, but it was an interesting coincidence that as soon as they have one black man say, whoa, 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 we can't be uh, creating this narrative, boy, did CNN shift gears and when we come back i'll tell you about uh, how they decided to cover this story in the next hour of the program this on the free speech broadcasting network Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. Lee Brandon is out sick this week. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. So I hear about the tragedy in Baton Rouge, killing of at least three innocent police officers in, in a 911 ambush by a guy by the name of Gavin Long. It's very obvious from his social media footprint that this black man did this as a part of an attack on the police in response to the Baton Rouge and Minnesota episodes that the news media has turned into the biggest news story in the country over the last couple of weeks, regardless of whether or not those shootings were justified or not. I believe we will find out eventually that the Minnesota one was for sure and that the Baton Rouge one may in fact be as well. We just don't know yet, but we don't wait anymore. We have to 
react immediately, especially in the news media. And Black Lives Matter has never seen an episode that they could not exploit, even if they were flat out lying like they did with what happened in Ferguson. So I tune in to CNN and the news of who Gavin Long starts to break. And as we played in the last segment, a black col- uh, not columnist, but a commentator, Bakari Sellers, says, whoa, 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 we got to hold off on this black men killing police officers out of revenge narrative. Really? <laughs> the evidence of that is far, far, far greater than the evidence of police killing black men because of their race. But uh, the hypocrisy there is, is off the charts. But it's more than just hypocrisy, folks. The, the, the journalistic hypocrisy is one element of this, which irritates the hell out of me. The more important aspect is that in not making that connection and not condemning it, it effectively enables it to happen again. And it enables people to be supportive of it like they were of Micah Johnson, which... One of those who was supportive of Michael Johnson happened to be, you guessed it, Gavin Long. Shocking that he would end up duplicating it a week later. So I'm watching CNN after this, and boy, the next hour. Now, granted, to be clear, they got a new anchor person, Anderson Cooper, who's as liberal as they come, as politically correct as they come. And, you know, as, a, as a gay white man, he, he is, he's always going to take the side of whatever it is that the the black, and I, I hate using the word civil rights groups because they're not civil rights groups, but I'm not sure what else you're supposed to call them. He's going to take that side, the safe, politically correct side, no matter what. And it was amazing. If I knew absolutely nothing about Gavin Long, and I had just tuned in to CNN for the top of that hour when Anderson Cooper took over, my perception of what had happened in Baton Rouge would be completely different than what I knew it to be based upon the facts. And this is, by the way, one of those rare situations where it's, thank God we got the conservative media, because the Daily Caller did a heck of a job of immediately fishing out who this guy really was, and the Drudge Report puts that as the top link. And so it's, it's out there. It's going to be difficult although not impossible for the news media to ignore. They're going to try their best, and boy, did CNN try their best. So no pictures of this guy, none at all. In fact, they they showed a tweet of his, and they blurred out his avatar. What? Why? What? He kills police officers, and he gets to have enough anonymity that you blur out his avatar? Avatar, his photo from his Twitter account. And Anderson Cooper goes to two live reports in Baton Rouge. And frankly, um, these reports ought to go in the news media hall of shame. Because I think within them, you can understand how and why it is that the news media blows it on race stories all the time. The two reporters were... Chris Cuomo, who's a liberal douchebag, family's long line of liberals, guy gets every story, almost every story he's on, completely wrong. And Drew Griffin, who's actually normally a halfway decent reporter. So Chris Cuomo and Drew Griffin are there in Baton Rouge. Now, what's interesting about that is 
Both Chris Cuomo and Drew Griffin are white guys. And as white guys in the news media with something to lose on a story like this, they have no incentive at all to tell you the truth about this case. None. And to make it worse, in the background, it wasn't even really much that much in the background. It was almost the foreground. You could hear the voice of a black male protester screaming at them. So you have the normal pressures of being on a liberal network like CNN, being a white guy in this situation where the last thing you want to do is be called a racist because you might lose the gig, and that's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Then you you multiply that several times because you literally got a black guy yelling at you. So out of flat-out fear, neither Cuomo nor Drew Griffin even mention Gavin Long's race. Can you imagine that? No mention of his race. They did tell us a lot about how he's got this. An anti-government conspiracy nut. I'm thinking they've just created the impression he's an Alex Jones listener. Like he's a right winger. Like, or, or a 9-11 truther or something. What? Seriously. You're going to not show his photo, not give his race, not mention the nation of Islam, and you're going to create the impression that he's like some sort of right-wing anti-government nut job. I, I guarantee you, if there were people that were only watching during that hour, that's the impression that they would have gotten. Because you don't want to rush to any judgment. You don't want to be perceived as racist. You want to mention the obvious facts of the situation. Again, that didn't stop them in Charleston, South Carolina. They rushed immediately. We know. Aha! We have a photo of the killer with the Confederate flag. We now know exactly how and why this happened. There's no doubt. There can only be one answer, and we must. We must immediately wipe the Confederate flag from everything in this country, not just in South Carolina, throughout the entire country, anything even related to the stars and bars, got to go. Why? Because it was a photograph of the killer in a, in a huge manifesto, one photograph with him with the Confederate flag. This is, we're living in like 1984, folks. This is George Orwell's 1984 book, which ought to be, used to be, at least when I was a kid, mandatory reading for for high school students. It's probably way beyond high school students today, but it ought to be mandatory reading because we're now living in 1984. The, The news media has absolutely zero concern for what the truth is. Zero. This is not... You know, I used to think that the biggest problem in the news media, back in the good old days, like in the 80s and the 90s, was just, you know, blatant liberal bias. That's nothing compared to what it is today. They are now like movie directors who if something happens on set, and that's what this is, it's a set, it's a movie set, that's outside of the script, they immediately go, cut! Cut, 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 cut. Stop, stop, stop. 
Let's redo it. That's not in the script. Because it's all a show. It's all a sham. It's all about ratings, keeping their gig, and promoting a safe narrative and a liberal agenda. And boy, there's never been a worse example of it than what happened today in Baton Rouge. Hour number two of the John and Leah Show coming up next.